welcome to the best thing from podcast. I'm Kev, and with me for the first time in like ten plus years of doing this, there is Sheepdog and editor Chris. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Oh, I like it. I, I, I it has been so long since we've done a best thing, best thing from podcast that we've just realised as part of the intro that the last time we did it, it was before I learned how to say my THs. So I know I no longer know how to do the intro because it's been so long and I just can't get it out of my mouth. Best thing from. Best thing from. There you go. See, I can do it now. It's fine. Can, can we now? call we this something to. different? <laughs> you could do it now. Yeah. You're just repeating it over and over again at the intro Look, of the I podcast. did years and years of this being best thing from. Best, best thing from. But... Uh, I shouldn't do it that way. I'm going to retrain my mouth back the other way. Since we stopped doing this like 11 years ago, I've learned to talk like a like a human, communicate like an adult. And apparently that's a disadvantage when it comes to doing this podcast. I will which, say, you, you know, you're saying this for, for the first time in over 10 years. We, we have been doing a podcast every week for the past yeah, but decade. It's not called this. It has a different name. I don't yeah, have but, to do any THs in the name to that one. No, but you're like, with me this week for the first time in 10 years is Sheepdog. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> I've been here I've been here all along, mate. Like, that was me on the other one. I'm called Sheepdog on it. Yeah, I but thought this I was is getting a, a grand podcast. introduction, if I'm being honest. Well, you weren't here 10 years ago, unless you're <laughs> monkey as well. I yeah, learned earlier that I've was, known you for a while, but you're not monkey. It was a third wheel 10 years ago. Who was that? I mean, you didn't know it was me that's been doing the Mature Gamer one with you all this time, so I It is know. complicated. I mean, boys and girls, I assume, I think we're okay being quite relaxed about this podcast because it's it's a little bit weird when it comes to podcasting for us because it's very much a, pod, a companion podcast to the, the main best thing from product, which is the YouTube videos. So I'm assuming that the only people listening to this are the people who've got out and found it because they already know who we are. They're already aware of our antics. So they've come and found the podcast. If you have found this on Spotify or iTunes or MySpace or wherever podcasts live these days, I don't really know. Um, if you've just found it and you have no idea who we are and what we're talking about... All I can do is apologise and suggest that you maybe go and listen to the Mature Gamer podcast instead, because at least that has a topic. This very much doesn't. Is that fair? Yeah, that seems reasonable. This will this will grow over time because it's the side thing to the main videos. Exactly. I mean, to give you the kind of elevator pitch for what Best Thing From is, me and Sheepdog, that's the, the southern sounding, one of the southern sounding gentlemen over there, um, we are on a mission to find the Best Thing From every city in the UK. We're going to travel around the country, go to every city, find the best thing from there, make a video about it, and then, as well as making a video, chat about it on a podcast. So that's the basic gist. It's, it is quite a simple premise, but it's um, it's been a long time. We originally did this, I think it was 13 years ago, pretty much to the week that we started this the first time around. Does that seem right? Do those numbers that add up to seem right. My, uh, my oldest child was a, was a very young baby and I didn't have the other two and now I've got three kids. So yeah, it has been a long time since we've done at, it. At the time, we were trying to find the best thing from every county in the country. We made it about six counties deep and then just ran out of money and had to stop. And yeah. it kind <laughs> of... The, the name survived for a couple more years under different versions of podcasts where we just basically kept the name because we'd paid someone to make the logo and we'd had t-shirts made, but it wasn't anything to do with being the best thing from anything or anywhere. And we just talked about crisps and stuff. I remember we did a whole podcast about crisps 
Um, did lots of things. Then, we wrote books about crisps as well. We did. It was a weird time. And even that kind of stopped, probably, like I said in the intro, about 10 years ago. We have been doing podcasts since then. We've been doing the Mature Gamer podcast, which has been going for like 12 years probably at this point. But this project has been kind of sat on the back burner. It was the first idea we ever had to do any kind of content together. Um, but it was also the most expensive idea. So we basically put it on the back burner, waiting for one of us to get rich enough to be able to do it. Um, and luckily, Sheepdog pulled off a bank heist and is I now did. bankrolling the whole affair. Don't spread it. You know, keep it under your hats, everyone, because you know they don't, found don't, yet. don't worry. As already mentioned, these are just the hardcore who already like, already know and like us. No, Sin, mum's no, the word. No one who's looking for those bank robbers is going to be here and finding you. You don't need to worry about it. It's fine. Maybe. Um, and then we've got edit- <laughs> then we've got editor Chris, who's just kind of here. Mainly for us to bully, I think we didn't. Neither me or Sheepdog wanted to edit this ourselves, so we needed a we needed a third person. Yeah, and we do I all mean, right he, when there's someone who can just sponge up the abuse. That's the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't really want to just be the editor, so we said, "Fine, you can be on the podcast as well, but we're not really going to let you speak." But he you know, gets you can to be, uh, assassinate uh, our characters on the videos, doesn't he? He gets to just like twist the uh, the reality of what happened into whatever narrative. Oh, I have creative control. So. I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. Mm. So you know, if, if he wants to make me sound like an extra from EastEnders, he can do because he has all the the gadgets and know how to do it. So yeah, if the videos are rubbish, it's Chris's fault. Me and Sheepdog mm. take no responsibility for those as well. Yeah, we delivered him gold. Yeah, we're we're just the talent. <laughs> all we we ju- we delivered him like four hours of absolute comedy gold. And he's condensed it down into a uh, BBC Two half-hour slot-sized episode. And if it if it comes out rubbish, that's all on him. Every part of it is on him. It's a pilot. Agreed. It's a pilot. You know, it's fine. That is <laughs> no. I mean, let's not lower expectations too much. People should be <laughs> should be expecting. Well, like I the say, people. Have, I can't imagine anybody is listening to this having not already watched the video. Yeah, no. That, fair. Would, that blows my mind. If any, let let us know at rb6k on Twitter. Uh, let us know if you are if you listen to the podcast before watching the video because you've done it and, wrong. And yeah, and let us know what that was like because I am worried for you. To be fair, because that seems like the wrong way around to do it. But I guess we should. The idea of doing these kind of companion podcasts behind the scenes podcasts is to. Kind of go a little bit of a deeper dive on what we did because obviously we spent an entire day on episode one in actual Welsh Swansea. We went all the way to Wales. We spent an entire day there, filmed every moment of it, and then Chris has turned it into twenty-five minutes, which people will have now seen. But there's obviously other stuff that went on that day as well that we can touch on or let you know what we've got up to. And also, yeah, we're going to think- be wanting to pick your brains about what what comes next as well. This is it. Some of the beauty of the uh, the old podcast would be that we yes we would cover what we got up to but we'd also randomly reveal things we might have seen thought or done that the other one wasn't aware of along the way and uh yeah you can't really film that if we were doing it on the sly or no one actually knew or i don't know what kev was thinking or up to when he was wrestling alligators and stuff so i want to find out this is my opportunity to just see what was going on in his head all that time i'm still quite bitter that you didn't let me wrestle an alligator we proved at one point in a I mean, this was a weird thing. I know we're we're not going to be doing this any kind of chronological order. The weirdest thing from Swansea, which I know isn't, this isn't called weird things from, but the (laughs) weirdest thing, Swansea has a zoo in a B&M car park. I mean, 
what on earth is that all about? Why have you got a zoo in a B&M car park, Swansea? That's weird. Why is reckon, that there? Do you reckon they just thought we're going to start a chain and they thought, right, you know, there's just some some mad lad in Swansea who's just gone, do you know what, I'm going to open a car park zoo and they're going to take over. They're going to be everywhere. And, you know, if I start here and it goes well, I'll, I'll do one two towns over and then I'll do one four towns over and then I'll just keep going until I've got all the towns with a zoo. And uh, it's obviously not really gone beyond Swansea, yet, I assume. I don't know, a plantation or a chain anywhere else? I mean, I mean, yeah, we've not looked. I mean, this is, eventually, boys and girls, we will be launching a Patreon and one of the first things we're going to purchase when we have a Patreon on is a researcher who can answer these kind of questions for us because a couple of things I'd like to know here. I'd like to know if there's only one of these or if it's a chain. I'd also like to know what came first, the B&M car park or the zoo, because I think that's telling. What have, have they put a zoo there 30 years ago and then just all this other stuff has just kind of grown around it? I feel like that makes a little bit more sense if the zoo's been there forever and they've just filled in the gaps sim city style with we could do with an american restaurant the only denny's in the uk we'll put that there um we'll put a ninja warrior uk in there as well but we're also going to have an aldi and a and a b&m and a shoe zone but it's even weird it's it's the it's super duper weird if all of that stuff was there and then at some point someone's just wandered around there going yeah so there's the aldi there's the it's the Denny's. I don't know why that's here. That's weird. Why is there only one of those? Um, you know what this place needs? Zoo. And everyone, <laughs> and, and the guy who he's with has gone, you know what? You're absolutely right. That is what's missing. We should have a zoo. Because if that's the way around it happened, that was mental. I mean, what makes that worse is there's already a pets at home there. And I don't know if this is just a me thing, my family thing, but we go there to see the animals all the time. That is our equivalent of a domestic zoo. We'll go there, look at the rabbits, look at the guinea pigs, all that, see the fish, see if they've got any axolot or whatever such it was. boring people. And, well, no, I mean, it's just when you're out shopping, you say to the kids, if you behave, we'll go look at the rabbits and that. And it just keeps them in line. It saves me bribing them with money. And when I saw this zoo there, I thought, well... There's a Pets at Home right behind it. That's basically a zoo in its own right. I, I went in there thinking, if this isn't better than the Pets at Home, they need to shut down because Pets at Home's right there. But I, we should have gone in there to compare it, to be fair. We didn't. We missed a trick. And uh, yeah, I was thinking to myself, I bet they're furious that the zoo's here if, if, if they were there first because people like me wouldn't go in there if we're passing piranhas and monkeys and whatever else there were in this zoo. I'm trying to figure out the history of this place based on their website, but it's not very helpful. It's I not. Is it? I was doing the same. I, I have I'm established on Wikipedia that at the minute, and I'm trying. There's. The, it's not a chain. <laughs> there is only this one. Um, it looks like it's funded by Swansea Council, it's so it's a Swansea Council initiative. Oh, well, there you go. So now we just need to know when the B and M opened, and we can. What's the retail park? It's on called. Park We're doing Tally. some proper sleuthing. Park. Do what you now? think? Park Tor, T-A-W-E. Right, well, when, we need to find out when that opened. When did Park Tor open? Uh, I believe it's 1989, I think. Oh, wow, so a year apart. I so was going to say... So this place is planned. That's what we've, that's what we've established Cracky. from this. They've, they've built it deliberately as part... Uh, oh, here we go. Park Tor. Retail, par leisure park, retail and leisure park in Swansea. The area includes out-of-town-style stores with car parks located outside the shopping centre. A highly visible building in the area is Plantasia, a large triangular tropical plant house. And they've also got a 10-screen cinema, 10-pin bowling, the Ninja Warrior, and B&M Bargains office outlet and mother care. This place doesn't make any sense. 
I was going to say, like some places have. So where we, where I live, and where you grew up, there is an exotic pet refuge where people would like say, "Oh, I, yeah, I tried to have a pet lynx, and it didn't go very well, and now I can't look after it. Can you take it?" And this place is just a little weird, like small refuge full of these absurd animals that people should never have had as pets. And I'm wondering whether this place might be similar to that and they've just not been very open about it. Like they're, <laughs> they're calling it a zoo, but people have just dropped off their piranhas, they've dropped off their marmosets, <laughs> they've dropped off their meerkats and no one's ever questioned it. Maybe that Swansea Council just found that there was a lot of meerkats being dumped at the council offices and they've gone, do you know what? Let's just slap them in a little uh, zoo. We'll call it Plantasia. We'll, we'll put all the exotic plants we've got growing around Swansea as well in there. And then it's just all in one place. And maybe that's, maybe that's what they're doing. And we'll make sure it's opposite a pound stretcher and a home bargains. It's everything that makes all the need. sense in the world. It has everything. I, I don't know what else to add. And uh, the Denny's, I don't understand why for the only place in we the We did a little bit of research on the Denny's while we were there because we couldn't understand why it was there. And the explanation for why it's there isn't any more helpful. I mean, Am I remembering it that it was for to uh, feed the homeless? Absolutely. I'm reading it now. Yeah. The, in November 2017, it was announced Denny's were going to open its first UK restaurant in Swansea. The restaurant opened on Christmas Day 2017 for the homeless people in the city of Swansea. That's so, very nice, but... It's very nice, nice but, but why? It's mental. <laughs> why Why open a Denny's on Christmas Day? To, there's never been a Denny's in the UK, and there's never been one since. Why do they? Why have they done it specifically for feeding the homeless people? Why not just feed them food that was already there? And why open it on Christmas Day? I guess, presumably, to feed the homeless people. That bit makes a little bit more sense, but... I mean, but yeah, it's bonkers. It's... Do you reckon it was Mrs. Santa Claus that did it? She just, you know, her husband's out. She's just a bit bored. Wants to open a franchise and just bought a Denny's franchise, maybe. I mean, looking at the Denny's website, their international expansion has been bonkers. So up until 2010, they were only in the US. In 2011, they opened in Chile. Okay. And then... And then 60 restaurants in Canada have opened, five in Mexico, three in Costa Rica, two in Honduras, two in El Salvador. Apparently there's two in the United Kingdom, but I huh? can't see any evidence of the second one. Maybe it's coming soon. Um, are we? You've listed all those places. Are we now going to be doing Best Denny's from as well? Are we going to El Salvador? We might have to. But it's such a weird list. All these North and Central and South American countries, plus Swansea. Uh, I... I can't, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it. Do you reckon one of their secret ingredients is in one of the plants that are in Plantasia and they just follow the source of the plants around? You can't I have can a only assume that, I mean, it must be the same maverick genius. We need to get Park Tours creative director, I assume they have one, involved and said, look, we've got questions. Why Denny's? Why a zoo? Why, I mean... It's a it's a car park that's got a Ninja Warrior UK assault course in, and we're not even talking about that as the top two weirdest things there. How close is it to like the centre of Swansea? Five minute walk, probably. Reckon, <sighs> Mister Sheephead. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry, I was thinking, I was, I was, I was trying to find out who who founded it. Like, was it Dave Denny's that <laughs> founded Plantasia? Went back to his homeland and opened a zoo next to his his restaurant. Um, but no, yeah, it wasn't far at all, was it? We, we, you know, we're not the the fastest of walkers, but we we strolled around there from buying a bottle of milk, and uh, it wasn't too far, was it? Oh God, don't get me started on the bottle of milk. <laughs> that I love is. That. 
Yeah, I mean, talking of weird things, Swansea is a very weird place. I loved it. I felt very at home there because it was Mm. so weird. So we've got this absolutely mental retail park with a Denny's and a Ninja Warrior and a zoo. But before we even got there, we were looking for a museum because you decided you wanted to find a mummy, which Which, I still don't fully understand. Yeah, no, I just think that Every city probably has one somewhere, if you look hard enough. That's my little kind of thought yeah, but process. I think in Swansea, it's probably in the Egypt centre we drove past on the way in. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> rather, than the, rather than the town museum. I mean, that would have been a good place to look for one. But I think that when I looked before, there was meant to be one at that museum, and we didn't go upstairs, I realised, when I was watching a video back and saw the staircase. Well, we, we, just... we, we kind of have a policy that we try and avoid stairs as much as possible. It is true. But, uh, I mean, why would you why would you drag a, a, a mummy in a tomb thing, sarcophagus, all the way there and then try and drag it upstairs? I mean, I upstairs? guess if you've, if you've got one main event set-piece attraction, you put it at the furthest point of the museum to make everyone walk past the boring bits. This is theme park 101 you put the main attraction the furthest possible way and put all the hot dog stands and ice cream shops between the door and the main attraction it's like you didn't have a mega drive well no i understand uh, theme park logic um my problem is that i googled uh, swansea mummy which i'm gonna i'm gonna google barcelona mummy don't you worry and um spoilers spoilers and uh, apparently it was 1988. It, was, it wasn't this year they had one. I misread. I misread so when was, they had one. This was, they were going back to pre-Plantasia <laughs> times. <laughs> Actually, hang on. 1888. That doesn't seem oh, right. Oh, for goodness uh, sake. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to read while doing a podcast here. So we Swansea... were hot on the tail of this mummy <laughs> that was last seen 150 years ago in this location. They probably visited alive, and I'm there getting confused. Uh, Swansea Museum did have a mummy that was called... I, I remember talking about it before. They were saying uh, they'd called it some the oldest woman found or something like that, the Welsh mummy. And I then don't it listen to was, a lot of the things that you say. I was going to be in a full conversation about it. It turned out to be a fella. Brilliant. Mm. Doesn't they'd any given bells. it this whole brand name and they'd gone to a great deal of talking about the Swansea mummy and then when they checked it, they were like, oh, no, it's actually this fella. We've been able to find him. We found him on, uh, I don't know, some ancestry.com or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, anyway... That's how you... That's how you do the family tree of a mummy you go to ancestry.com well it is if you want to find the most recent people and then go back from there i don't think you do it in that order surely you start from the mummy and work backwards in fact isn't there isn't it statistically certain that if you go back a thousand years everyone is related in some way so if a mummy's from like three thousand years ago we are all descended from that mummy because that's how statistics and mathematics work so we're all relations to that mummy that's in that museum another good reason to go visit them all isn't it to visit our great 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 grandparent no several greats on i mean i I didn't think it was that many i just didn't surely once you've seen one you've seen them all well no because they're all there and they're all different so go see them all they're like pokemon this is this is what I'm up against when we go on these days out. You, this you is, know, why, this is the real you, reason we stopped doing it. He dragged me around museums looking at old dead things. When this whole podcasting was sold to me, you said, oh, we're going to call you the Cole Pilkington of the podcast. I think it may not need to be mm. that. Yeah, but nah. we can't let him know he is because once he realises he is, he gets upset. The, ho- the, whole, the whole magic of it is it's been nearly 15 years and he doesn't realise he's the butt of the joke yet and we can't let him know. It's true. Can't find out. But anyway, on the way to this museum looking for the mummy, there was a milk vending machine? 
Is that it how you really would describe odd. it? Yeah. I mean, as we said at the time, after I'd spent the money and time on it, if it had just been a shop, we'd have walked past it. But because it was a machine that said, like, put your money in here, get this bottle, and then go over to this machine over here and order your meal. Yeah, so it was like a row of four vending machines, I think. Two of them were like traditional leisure centre vending machines that had empty glass bottles in where you could choose your size. So you spent two pound forty on a one liter glass milk bottle, which I still have. I I think when you started this, you didn't realise you were paying twice. I can't believe the sheepdog that I am <laughs> no, familiar I with knew it. this was going to cost him the best part of a fiver. No, I read so, it and I thought the bottle looks good. I'll take that bottle home and uh, probably use it for something. I haven't used it for anything. I nearly so you got your empty it. bottle and then had to join a second queue with bottle in hand, where you have a touch screen where you choose what flavour of milk that you want plug the bottle into the contraption and then presumably there's a cow the other side of the thing that just something kept squeezes hitting, one it? out. Yeah. Did you notice that? Something just kept... I, I genuinely, for a moment, was concerned that that was a cow kicking the other side of that because it was like it was like a horse back there was just butting the wall really furiously because we were talking behind it. Something was smacking that wall in anger. Well, yeah, because you wanted banana milk and you just got plain milk. So perhaps yeah. the cow was like, yeah, I've done enough banana today. The banana <laughs> cow, the banana cow's on a break. You're just going to have to have plain. I wish it had said, because I was, again, watching that video back, I was just like, I was really looking forward to getting banana and the machine just kind of goes blur and then starts spitting out milk. And I'm guessing the blur noise was supposed to be it putting out flavour and then putting the milk on top of it. But um, the milk just, there was like a tiny little circle of, of yellow at the bottom of the, uh, or well, not even yellow, it was just Which is some real, sort of what you really want to see in the bottom of the, <laughs> in the, bottom of the bottle that you just bought. There's just yeah. this little circle of yellow crusted onto the bottom of my bottle. Well, it was like, I think it was the leftover from the previous person's syrup just like dripped into the bottle when it tried to push oh, out delicious. banana. Nothing came out. I shook it about thinking that it was just a banana at the bottom. You know, I thought, oh, it's left a bit of banana syrup at the bottom. I'll shake it about. Took a sip, was like, doesn't taste of anything and then when i took a bigger sip i was like ah maybe it does and i can see there's definitely syrup at the bottom but then by the time we'd walked off and i drank it all because i kept thinking well if i keep, if i keep drinking it it'll taste of bananas eventually but then i finished it i was like nope it doesn't there was no banana in there that was just whole milk but uh yeah it, it, i mean i would probably go back and use that if i i mean i'm never gonna be wandering around swansea <laughs> with a glass bottle on me but if i was if i if i lived local enough to take my bottle there each day or each every few days and fill it up it'd probably be quite a fun thing to just do and take home but i don't surely know why the novelty don't... of that's wearing off quickly because it's more expensive than normal milk surely i don't well, actually know how much a liter of milk is it's probably not too far off like for the for the if you don't have to buy the bottle obviously but I, what i was more thinking about was i wanted to try their their special flavor i don't know what flavor that is they had like blueberry milk and i'm thinking that sounds like it'd be weird i want to try that and they just had all sorts of flavors that i wouldn't have thought would have worked i went for banana to be safe but there were definitely flavors there where i thought that's just gonna be weird blue milk like something out of star wars and yeah i still think you should have got special yeah well special, I, special just sounds excellent the only reason I didn't, and this is a silly reason in hindsight, was I thought to myself, I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but I was like, I don't know whether that'll be vegetarian, and I don't know whether the banana one was, I don't know whether any of it was, but I just thought, what if it's some weird meaty flavour? Yeah, beef, <laughs> beef flavour, it's just oxo cube crumbled into milk. I'd have been ruined, be wouldn't I? You'd have had to drink it, and you wouldn't have drank it as quickly as I did. You'd I mean, have been carrying well, no, because I'm a normal human. I still don't understand why you... F it was whole milk. And there was a litre of it, and you just drank it all. 
Well, that should have put you in the hospital. I don't understand how at the end of this weekend, I'm the one who ended up in a hospital because it absolutely should have been you because it shouldn't be possible for you to drink an, an entire litre of whole milk just like that. It's just fluid, isn't it? I can, you know, I can like down a pint. I can drink all sorts of alcohol and, and other drinks. Milk's not really going to be a threat, but uh, I, I didn't want to hold the bottle. Once I had it, I was like, I don't want to carry this around. I want to put it in the bag, but I didn't trust it to sit in the bag because I thought that that lid wasn't very, uh, you know, it's not the sort of lid you'd, you'd trust with your life. And uh, so I, I just drank it. I just thought I'll empty the bottle and then jobs are good and I'm sorted, aren't I? So I had to drink it. Otherwise I would have had to hold it the whole way around and every clip would have been me holding my bottle of milk and I'd have just been more and more frustrated well, about uh, it. As opposed to every clip is just you playing Pokemon Go on your phone as it actually was. You can see... Hey, no, all those clips are of me uh, looking at the map when I've got my phone what out. Like, no, that no, was no, the storyline. No, 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 no. that's, the, that's the story we added in to give you an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of me walking away and you can yeah. see on my phone clearly that I've got Pokemon Go on. <laughs> but uh, at that point, we'd realised if I looked at the Pokestops in the area, we were having a, I had a conversation with Kev that he probably wasn't listening to, where I Absolutely said, uh, if I look at the stops, it tells me where stuff is nearby. So I can be like, oh, there's a, there's a whatever over here. Let's go look at this. Uh, uh, you know, that statue that we went to, that came up as a poker stop. And I mean, you already mentioned it was there, but I could have said, oh, there's a statue over here. Let's go have a look. And that was my thought process when we were on, on you're talking uh, about Wind your Street. old buddy, Thomas Dillon, who you kept going on about. See, I still wouldn't have been able to tell you his name, but uh, he's, he's, he's got it's two still first Dylan names. Thomas. Dylan Thomas. Yeah. Very, two first very names. famous Welsh poet. Yeah, but I've probably read that written down and just not known which way around, you know. They could have been saying well, Chapman, uh, Kevin, perhaps, Kevin perhaps, Chapman. Perhaps in the way around it's written would be a starting point. But they don't with. always write things that way around, do they? They sometimes put surnames no, first. No, but I think, I think it's fair to assume just go with the way it's written first time and wait for someone to correct you. Don't assume it's the opposite <laughs> and go with that one until someone corrects you. That's I mean, bonkers. In the heat of the moment, I'm just rattling off whatever words I think are probably right. That's generally how I construct sentences i don't i don't think this stuff through so I, I, I the fact i said thomas dylan instead of dylan thomas shows an incredible amount of uh recall that i'm not normally capable of uh, i would have called him something else entirely normally well you got to see a statue which uh made your day i'm sure that was when we were outside the, i was heartbroken because at that point we were outside the tram museum that i really wanted to go in and have a look around because you know, trams trams are pretty great. I don't understand why they've got all this tram stuff there and I didn't see a single tram. Have they closed the trams down? What's the deal there? Did anyone look into that for me? Who's the researcher I mean, here? <laughs> you, uh, you don't really need to research too much when you saw all of those bits of railway that had just been taken apart. All the railway was dismantled around the place. We kept trying to figure out why there were bridges that just ended with sheer drops and 1960, stuff like that. 1960, apparently, the trams stopped in Swansea. That was quick. Do you... Uh. Am I am I fair in saying Swansea could do with just having one museum rather than having a tram museum that was basically two trams and a big glass thing and the other museum that was one platform, one floor sort of thing, and the other museum that was two rooms, and it's like oh, they could all just the, be what was merged the, together. The Waterfront Museum, what was the deal with that? That's the one we went in right at the end. The uh the, the the main museum, the the one with no mummy in, at least that one felt like a typical boring city centre museum that everywhere has but that that waterfront one was massive i don't understand what it was it feels like they've built that building for another purpose and then that other purpose fell through it's like 
I mean, I, and it doesn't make sense because I know they've already got a university in Swansea, but it felt like we're going to put this here in the hopes that one day we get a university. But, oh no, we didn't get one. So now we've got to put something in this university style building. But they literally have a university and they have a big theatre next door. And then they have this building that just didn't have anything in it. I mean, it had lots of like information about famous Swansea folk that you didn't read. <laughs> you know, it, uh, they're all like, I ain't, I ain't stuff, reading none of that. That's a load of nonsense. No, I'm not going to a place to read. read. Uh. Exactly. If they if they can't grab me, then I'm not going to pay any attention to what they've got going on in their museum. That is a, it's a very simple rule that we will be following throughout this series. Museums have to grab my attention and they have to grab it quickly. Like many years ago when we went to Leeds to, and you dragged me into the museum there and they had a whole Spice Girls exhibit. That grabbed my attention. I enjoyed that very much. More I mean, places need to have Spice Girls exhibits. The records show that you enjoyed the museum more than I did because you went and saw that giant uh, giraffe head thing with the bandage on its ear. I, 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 I thought I was on onto something hunting around, and all I found was the toilets at the back. So, yeah, you, I did you like got the giraffe. It. Yeah, it was good. There was other yeah, animals in there as well, which we didn't really film, did we? Uh, there was like turtle shells and oh, stuff. Oh well, in we there. filmed a lot, but Chris couldn't be bothered to put it in the video because he's notoriously really good point. I forget we can blame Chris on editing. Yeah, we went around yeah. there for hours. We saw the mummy it danced. I mean, there, there was an out. early cut of the video that had a whole montage from the chest-mounted GoPro that I was wearing that we cut because it was so boring. <laughs> even <laughs> even watching it back at a high speed, cut up with music, it was still so boring that we just had to take it out of the video. I, I tried. Uh, but it does exist. I tried to make that bit interesting. It, it No. <laughs> I do feel like when we when we went into that room with the giraffe in, I walked, I saw it, walked past it, and then there was a point where I felt a bit like I feel myself aging in here a little bit. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I need to leave. I actually felt a bit uncomfortable in that particular place. I think that's like we went in quite happy. I was all like, "Wee!" And then in that clip, I'm like, "There's nothing here," and I'm thinking I have actually aged about 15 years between those two clips. Uh, it did definitely suck the life out of us a little bit. And uh, I think we went from there to the zoo area, didn't we? Yeah, and that perked us right back up again. One thing we haven't talked about that we did right at the start of the day, of course, is when we went down to Mumbles, which I suspect, obviously, we're recording this before the YouTube video is out, so we've not seen the discussion in the comments. I still think Mumbles is probably disqualified. I don't think it's Swansea. I don't think it counts. I think I'd, I'd need the locals to convince me otherwise. Everyone I've spoken to that either lived there or goes there in any kind of way, all said we should go to Mumbles. But, but that's and, like, again, referencing back to yeah. you live in Peterborough, I grew up in Peterborough. Um, if you ask someone where somewhere nice to go in Peterborough is, they might say Stamford because it's a nice town 10 miles away and it's much better than Peterborough. So you'll say, yeah, go to Stamford while you're here. Go check Stamford out. Stamford's great. But it's absolutely not Peterborough. And that's the same situation with Mumbles as far as I'm concerned. It's not Swansea. No, fair. I feel like a lot of people who recommended that to us might not have been there recently. And I don't know whether that's fair to say. I know we went in February as well, so like the pier wasn't open. But as I say on the video, even if the pier was open, the best thing we could have done there was learned about some lifeboats and maybe sat there and there might the be an ice is, cream it somewhere. was It was very pretty and it was a very nice bit of seaside. Mm. If If the ice cream shop had been open and the chip shops had been open and it had just been crowded with people 
doing beach things, messing around on the beach, clambering around on the rocks, messing around in the sea, and it had that whole seaside summer hubbub feel. It would have been awesome. We went at the start of February. It was cold. The only other people there were weird people like us trying to look in the weird cave and American tourists who'd obviously been told, while you're in Swansea, you must check out Mumbles, and they're deliberately spending some time there. Enough time to be able to say they went, but I don't... I don't see what they were necessarily getting out of it other than maybe they don't have arcades on the pier in america well but part of the reason i'm saying i don't think people who've recommended it have been there in a while is that i have been there uh we, we remembered um when i was reminded on our way i went there in like 2004 i want to say and the arcade then was great I remember going there. I remember us having a good day out. I remember us walking around. I remember us playing around with the the the, the cavey bits, that kind of thing. Um, I as I told you at the time, we climbed the cliff there for no reason other than our car was parked at the top of it. And one of my mates thought it would be fun to climb the cliff rather than walk around the corner. And as we saw from the cliffs that are there, they are sheer cliffs. They are completely flat drops. Uh, even halfway up it, I felt like that was a bad idea, but I couldn't turn around because I was halfway up a cliff. But, I mean, I could have died there. It was ridiculous. But... Uh, Looking at that, everything about that is how I remember it, except the arcade has massively been upgraded as one of those ticket ones that doesn't have any kind of slot machines or or money-making stuff in it. And uh, I just remember it being more... Again, it was probably a better time of year for having people there, but I don't know. It just seemed very Could old. Could it be possible and- that that wasn't the arcade you went in years before because there was Mumbles Town Centre that we didn't go to. We went to Mumbles Pier. Because yeah, it was a, it was a Mumbles Pier. I, I mean, I actually messaged my friend while we were there saying, uh, where was that arcade you went in? When, when we climbed the cliffs, where were we? And they were like, Mumbles Pier. And I was like, I thought so. I'm there now. I'm looking at the cliffs. We're idiots. I was just like, we, we shouldn't have climbed there. And he was like, yeah, we knew that at the time. And it's like, yeah. But um, the arcade was... And it was definitely the same arcade because it's basically a big conservatory it has like weird conservatory windows and a conservatory roof it's and... so small it's so... Mm. the arcades in Hunstanton are five times the size of that and there's 10 of them i don't uh, it's bonkers i yeah uh, i think maybe maybe part of the reason that doesn't work and, and went downhill a bit might be my fault because that was the place that i discovered the slot machine that if you pressed hold and, and start it just spat out a quid and i rinsed it of pound coins but um, your story of that has always been you got your mate to stay there and guard the machine while you went off and got more change having now been in that room surely you just had to lean over to get more change there was well, nowhere for you to go to get more change it was it's down- the size of a of a a small room so where we were right there used to be a booth in the middle where we're standing going this isn't very good there was used to be a booth there right and you there was the slot machine was down the other end of the room by the toilets and so i was using it there and i changed up my money to go back so it was probably i don't know five six seven meters apart i literally as i say i mean i turned my back on this idiot for a moment asking him to guard this machine and when i came back he'd wrecked it but if their machines were all faulty like that maybe that's why they went out of business and ended up selling up to some ticket arcade because their machines just kept spitting out money for people left and right perhaps hmm. but other than the arcade being open and the beach having rocks on it there wasn't much to it, was there? I mean, like I say, maybe it's the wrong time of the year. It was a very pretty beach as beaches go, but there was no way, in my mind, this beach... Because if you're going to call the beach the best thing from a place, in my head, that also means it probably has to be the best beach you've ever been to. Yeah, it's not. it wasn't Hunstanton or Mabel's Thorpe or Southend. It didn't even have or... sand. It was a stony, yeah. rocky beach. I mean, 
if you're if you're from a city that has a beach and you're that you're sat there you're already tapping in your little message. When you come to blah, 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 make sure you go to the beach. It's the best. If it's a rocky beach, it is not going to win because sand beaches are better than rocky beaches and I won't hear otherwise. It's true. And I'm also thinking, right, we're talking about being in there in off season, but I was in Skeggy like three, four months ago, which is an even worse time to be in Skegness. And that had everything and it was great. And I did, I did miniature golf. Uh, my friend, you know, we had fish and chips. My friends did a bit of go-karting around a thing. Uh, you know, got, there was, uh, got a tattoo. You know, but it was, some it, diseases. We, we went on a pier. We went, we went in a proper uh, arcade. There was a massive arcade there. We went in there. Went drinking in the morning. Went in the Ladbrokes that's in the theme park there, <laughs> which is amazing. Love Skegness. I love the fact it's got a bookies in the, in the theme park. So everyone gets to have a fun day out. We sat on the pier and had a beer and a bloke got annoyed with us for just being there, which, yeah, it sounds about oh, right. Oh, it sounds like Skegness. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we we were all sat around having our drinks and then I I felt uncomfortable. And as we were walking away, my mate said, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I think we're the only people that picked up on that vibe. Everybody else is oblivious to it. And this guy was just, he, he was deeply offended that we were sat having a chat. We I had no idea what we'd done, how we'd done it. I mean, that's my life. I always do this. But um, yeah, Skeggy was better than Swansea. And that's saying something. Oh, yeah. oh, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> As in, the town of Skegness was better than the entire no, city no, of Swansea. No, no, Is no. that a statement you've just made? No, I meant Mumbles Beach, sorry. <laughs> Skeggy's better Jesus. than Mumbles. I apologise to Wales and Swansea. I meant Mumbles. Goodness me. Um, what else did we do then? Have we missed anything? Oh, I mean, the actual best thing from Swansea we haven't talked and about. And the market, I suppose. to be fair. I mean, the market was pretty cool. The market had some that we didn't really get to show properly. It had some pretty cool little shops that we went in. It had a little uh, retro gaming shop. It had a little comic book shop that we spent a little bit of time in, a little mooch around in. There was some quite cool stuff in those. Um, the uh, You really enjoyed your lava bread, didn't you? Massive fan Ugh, of lava God. bread. God, I mean... As I kept saying the words green mulch on, on the video, but like honestly, it was just slime. I don't understand who in history just went, Welsh I'm going to eat that it's, slime. It's their national dish. Welsh people would be my guess. Is it their actual national, national dish? dish? No, it's it's, it's a national not. dish, I think. My word. I mean... I mean, I mean, what I thought, I thought like leeks and Welsh lamb, is that, isn't that a thing? It's consumed and, mainly in Wales as part of local traditional cuisine. So you what you're telling me is that there were people there who probably saw it on some rocks and just started it's licking really it. It's really highly nutritious. It's full of protein, apparently. And you as a vegetarian, this is a vegetarian source of protein. Each 100 grams has 6 grams of protein and only you know what, it's not grams of fat. Flavour. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> rich in flavour. Flavour, texture, any, you know, any of the good stuff. It is just... It's just slop, isn't it? It's I'd, horrible. Yeah, I'd give it a go, like... Looking back, they did offer us vinegar and other bits and bobs. And I'm thinking, okay, if I I didn't hear that, like you went off to buy it while I stood around. If I had been there, maybe, and we were near it, like we'd had a bit of it. I wanted to try it as it was served. But then I would have maybe, if we were next to it, I'd have gone, right, I'm going to lob vinegar in here. I'm going to try I and I don't know if some... we got a bad batch, because looking at Wikipedia, apparently the high iodine content gives the seaweed a distinctive flavour in common with olives and oysters. And I didn't get olives or oysters out of this at all. It was very much, it tastes, the flavour, the closest flavour I can put to this is, it, it, it was wet. That was the flavour. Yeah. That's not the texture. The flavour was wet. Do you reckon she heard our accents and just reached for 
any old Maybe. thing. Bucket give of them, grass. Give them the flavourless mush. They don't look like they can handle flavour. These English. Maybe Apparently, it was You can also it can also be sold uh, rolled in oatmeal, which can then be fried in little patties. That's uh, see that sounds, sounds more like it. Mix it with oatmeal, fry it in a patty. That's much more like it. You then eat it fried with bacon and cockles as part of a Welsh breakfast. That's what a Welsh breakfast is: lava bread, bacon, and cockles. That's going to come up on like who wants to be a millionaire or eggheads or something, and everyone's got like a genius for knowing that. I've stored but, uh, that one now. That's that's staying in my brain <laughs> for the next time I watch the chase or something. I'm uh yeah I just feel like maybe maybe it was maybe it was like a, a battery lava bread and you know we wanted free range lava bread or something maybe that wasn't caught from well, the sea. I, I I don't know how good the food from this market is. We enjoyed the market while we were there but um we've had a little bit of uh pushback from the Welsh cakes. We put it out as a TikTok before the main video went out and we did in the TikTok that we've put out compare Welsh cakes to just basically being flat scones and we're not just saying that because they looked like flat scones. They no, genuinely they tasted. just tasted like scones, didn't they? Yep, 100%. And the amount of... I've had several people get in touch and say, they're nothing like scones. It's completely different ingredients to scones. Uh, they should be nothing like scones. Well, A, I dispute that because I've looked at the ingredients and I am no chef, but Welsh cakes, the ingredients of Welsh cakes, this is off of Wikipedia, um, they have fat, sugar, dried fruit. I mean... What on earth is the ingredient of a scone if it's not fat, sugar, and dried fruit? I was half expecting you to say, like, take one scone and <laughs> put a frying pan on it until it's flat and then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listening is raging at this uh, review of Welsh cakes and is absolutely firm that these are nothing like scones, then I'm laying Hold down on. the challenge. Also from Wikipedia, on rare occasions, people may refer to them as griddle scones. <laughs> so it, basically, from what I can tell on here, they're flour, butter or lard, currants, eggs, milk and spices such as cinnamon and nutmeg. That is like item for item, the ingredients of a scone. But rather than baking them in the oven, you... You fry them on a like griddle pan thing. That's the only difference. But the ingredients are identical. It's basically a fried mm. scone with sugar on. So I mean, those people who said it's different ingredients, absolute bobbins. I don't think you know what a scone is. They are the same ingredients, just as a different cooking process. And that's why they've stayed flat, because rather than being baked in the oven, they're being fried in a pan. That's why they've stayed flat. That's it. That's the only amazing. difference. So if anything, they're just getting less scone. But uh, I still, I, I was still like, inviting them to feed us Welsh cakes. That, that was the, the challenge I was going to make. Look, if you want to start supplying us with Welsh cakes or sending us Welsh cakes to eat, I'm yeah, glad you're going to accept them. In the description to this podcast will be Sheepdog's home address that you can send them to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat them. It'd be great. Actually, I'll, I'll probably feed them to one of my kids first to make sure they're not poisoned. Yeah, I mean, that's standard. That's, why, that's what the main reason for having children. That's the reason for having three, definitely. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Welsh cakes were nice. I don't want any Welsh people to get all hissy about it. Uh, they were the nicest food I ate in that market. The Welsh cakes were really good. They had the no sand in were, them. Yeah, <laughs> the cockles were full of sand. The lava bread wasn't full of anything. So the, the Welsh cakes were definitely the highlight of the food, but they are just flat scones. Did uh, Glamorgan sausage actually come from Swansea? Was that I a thing? don't think it exists. We didn't see this anywhere. To the point where by halfway through the video, we'd just stop talking about it. We'd given up on the idea of Glamorgan sausage being a thing. I'm trying to look that up on Wikipedia now. Yeah, I mean, I typed in Glamorgan. if this is even a thing. 
And I mean, like, Swansea is in Glamorganshire, I think. No, well, I don't know. There's the Vale of Glamorgan, so I don't know See, where this it's... is why this is why we've switched up. Those of you who are here from old school best thing from, where we're looking for the best thing from every county, the reason we switched from county to city mainly was this Swansea video because we couldn't work out what county Swansea is in. But I think it's in Glamorgan. But it might not be. And there might mm. be three counties called Glamorgan. I was going to say, is Glamorgan and Vale of Glamorgan two different places then? I don't because know. Because when I typed in Glamorgan on Google... Counties um, are dumb. Yeah, it just keeps saying Vale of Glamorgan and that's uh, next to Cardiff and it's it's between Cardiff and Swansea by the looks of this. So basically where we slept on the on that night in Bridgend was between... But old Pennabon is between Cardiff and Swansea. Probably. So that, so not, we probably would have uh, had a better chance. I mean, we did look for them in Bridgend, actually. We went to a Tesco in Bridgend after we finished filming for the day. And I did look for them. Sheepdog can confirm I was rooting around in the fridges and the freezers in, also in this not, local Tesco trying to find Glamorgan sausages. That was like, That's just outside Glamorgan, Bridgend. So I we think didn't... one of the reasons we struggled as well is because we didn't really know what we were looking for because looking at these on Wikipedia now, they look more like potato croquets than sausages. And these people... It's, it's a vegetarian sausage. The main ingredients are cheese, leeks and breadcrumbs. So it's just cheese, leeks and breadcrumbs Probably have these every day fried. from Tesco's, and I. This is this is something probably, I just probably get yeah. a bag of as a vegetarian. We always have these random little leaky rolled up. Yeah, if you've uh, ever had a cheesy things. leaky bread crummy thing, that was a Glamorgan sausage. Oh well, they're pretty good. <laughs> I can tell you no, just make one at home. I mean, you can you can now that make one. That sounds like a lot of effort. That does sound like an awful. Aye. If we ever right, is there another city in Glamorgan? Because this is this is the key. If we have to go back, another we ain't been to any in Glamorgan yet, Kev. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think fair, Swansea is Glamorgan, no, isn't it? Not according to this map I'm looking at. Swansea's very far. So is there uh, a west. city in Glamorgan? Barry's in Glamorgan. Is that a city? Cardiff's ba not. Mm, it is, is Bridgender City. I mean, uh, I'm looking at a map that doesn't have Cardiff in it. No, I'm looking yeah, at Cardiff Wikipedia is to the east. It has got its. I typed in Google, was it cities in Glamorgan, two cities, Cardiff and Swansea. <laughs> right, so when we go to Cardiff, oh, I will make some and bring them. The way we did many years ago, Grantham Gingerbread, because the only place you can buy Grantham Gingerbread is from fairs. And when we went to Grantham, when we were doing the best thing from Lincolnshire many years ago, um, obviously there was no fair on, so there was no way to buy Grantham Gingerbread. So if you recall, I baked us a batch and we stood next to the Isaac Newton statue in the middle of Grantham and I got my little Tupperware out and offered you a you uh, Grantham Gingerbread. And they were delicious. Mm. So I'm not against preparing the local delicacies myself if we can't find them. So when we go back and do Cardiff, which we will, if we've decided Cardiff is in Glamorgan, which the jury is probably very much out on that, um, but if we decide Cardiff is in Glamorgan, we will take our own, I'll make some Glamorgan sausages and we'll take them with us in a little Tupperware and we'll eat them in a service station and it'll be delightful. Sounds good. But Happy that means now. people, yeah, people misled us a bit though, didn't they? Yeah, people are liars and they're on the list now, so they know what they did. Um, and then that leads us to what ultimately we did decide was the best thing from Swansea, uh, which this is this is a habit we don't want to get into because we kind of agreed with the consensus. Um, because yeah, we're this going is, out there to prove The spike Yeah, this is what was suggested us. way more than anything else. Uh, Joe's Ice Cream Parlour was genuinely fantastic. And I went into this as cynical as you can go into something. 
because I couldn't understand how an ice cream man could be the best thing from anywhere. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It was very much like we have in in England. They drive around and they park outside your house and you just eat it from their van. Yeah. You don't need to go to a, a, a place in the street and buy it. They bring it to you or you buy it in Tesco's. It's it's a whole new world comparatively. But no, um, it's, when we walked in the door, I immediately noticed that they had like nine members of staff behind the counter and I thought there's no way. And this was at like seven o'clock on a uh, Saturday night as well. It wasn't like we'd gone in there peak time, summer's day next to the beach on a Saturday afternoon or something. This yeah, was, they, they should have all gone home deck. by now. This shop shouldn't be open at this time of day. And we weren't the only people in there buying stuff. When we went in, the first customer said to us, is this your first time? And that felt quite random to, like, again, you don't get many people asking you that when you go to buy stuff. I don't stand at the queue to the ice cream man and there's someone there going, have you, have you ever had one of these before? So, yeah, <laughs> I just felt quite excited. I mean, I read their menu and I was a bit thrown about how it worked. Uh, I'm kind of glad I said to her, what do you recommend we have? Is vanilla your best one? And they were like, no, they're all vanilla. That's how we roll. It's all like, we do. We only yeah. make vanilla. All right. You got an entire shop here. I assumed you'd have some mint chop chip. But <laughs> no, it, you only have vanilla. Rum and raisin. That's what I wanted. But no, um, no, no. I, it was great. It was so nice. It was very thick, very creamy. Um, bearing in they mind. Recommend, we asked them to recommend, didn't they? And she said, the best thing to do is get a sundae. So we each got a sundae, uh, which was vanilla ice cream. And I I got a um, Biscoff sundae. And what I particularly liked is because we only had small ones, because at this point I was very aware gallstone potential issues. I didn't want to have a lot. I had the smallest one they did. But I really liked the way they put a little bit of ice cream in, then a blob of Biscoff, and then more ice cream so that it wasn't just toppings on the top. The toppings were mixed in as well. It was like the opposite of a McFlurry where they just put everything on top and you can't see the ice cream and there's no way to get the spoon through and they refuse to mix it. This was like, no, we're going to make sure you're still getting Biscoff when you're at the bottom of this. And I respected that very much. That's why they won. <laughs> that was why they went. I, I went in there thinking I've had a lot of milk today. I've also, I mean, after I'd ordered the cherry one, I thought, well, I had the cherry uh, Welsh cakes. I had the massive bottle of milk. I was like, do I really want cold milk and more cherries? So I was a little bit nervous after I'd ordered it. And then when I ate it and still really, really liked it and felt really satisfied by it. And as I mentioned on the video, just felt really excited that this is what we'd spent our Saturday doing. It was just a great experience, a great end, a great kind of note on top of the day. And yeah, they just It was delicious. The people in there were mega friendly. Um, they do have one down at Mumbles Beach as well, which was closed on the day. But again, this is what I mean about how Mumbles might be so very different on a nice nice summer's day when you're down there you can walk into joe's grab yourself an awesome ice cream sit sit in a deck chair the sea splashing your feet i mean i could see that it would be an awesome day out but it's not quite the same experience in february and joe's by the beach is closed and you have to go to inner city joe's and struggle to park and have buses going past and just in the dark but it was still delicious and it was yeah it was a deserving winner of the best thing from Swansea. So that is the first entry onto the, the new scorecard, the future Wikipedia page. We are going to go around every city in the country and find the best thing from every single one of them. City number one, Swansea. Uh, you might be wondering why we went to Swansea. We were just there for another reason. So we were in South Wales. We were going to do Cardiff, but there was rugby on that day. So we went to Swansea instead. But that'll be kind of how these early ones work. We don't really have a plan for how and when we're going to make these, how often they're going to be happening. It's very much in the early days going to be, if we're somewhere else anyway, 
we'll do a best thing from while we're there and we'll do a video and we'll do a podcast alongside it. And if it proves to be popular, um, that's when we'll start to like deliberately plan in trips and try and make it a bit more of a regular thing. Long term, the ideal, if we put our dream hats on, we'd love to get to the point where we have a Patreon set up with loads of behind the scenes and bonus footage on there. We've got um, a wonderful merch line and we've got like weekly or bi-weekly episodes coming out um, of a different city every time, a companion podcast coming out every week. And it would just be this whole awesome operation. But that kind of operation even now that Sheepdog has robbed a bank and is very wealthy, is very expensive to do. This first episode, I would suggest... I mean, yes, I made some stupid decisions and I ran up to it like I bought a new drone for 900 quid. You are mad. <laughs> I would say this this episode probably cost about three grand to make. Um, So it's not something we can just knock out every week at the moment. And episode two... We're going to Barcelona. So we're not even doing a UK city because I need to go to Barcelona anyway to do a match day vlog because part of my YouTube series this year is that I'm going to go and see every club that I'm managing. So I was going to Barcelona anyway. So I need a chaperone when I go anywhere because I'm not trusted on my own and I can't make it. So Sheepdog is being dragged along just to make sure that I don't end up in a Spanish oh, prison. Yeah. Well, and, you might still. Yeah, but at least there'll be someone to phone Anna or let her know where I am. Um, so... We figured let's do best thing from Barcelona while we're there. So we're we're flying out to Barcelona two weeks, less than two weeks from when this podcast comes out. Um, it's the first weekend of March. We are flying out to Barcelona. We've got the whole of the Saturday afternoon. I think we land at about two o'clock and then it's about an hour to get to our hotel and dump our stuff. So we've got from like 3 p.m. onwards on the Saturday. Um, the football match that we're going to, Barcelona versus Valencia, is at 4.30 on the Sunday. So we've got Sunday morning and probably early afternoon on Sunday to do other best thing from stuff before we have to head over and start making the, the whole football video that we're there to make. And then we fly back first thing Monday morning. So we've got like a late afternoon going into evening and then an early morning going into lunchtime to find the best thing from one of the world's most famous cities. So we need your help because we need to know what to look for when we're there. We want to make the best possible video we can possibly make in Barcelona. So what do we need to do? What do we need to see? We've got the basics down, I think. We've got all the touristy stuff. We know the big famous things we're supposed to go and see. That's not really what we're asking. What we're asking is what is the the weird or the cool the thing that machine. maybe only you know about. Yeah, what's the equivalent of the milk machine or Joe's ice cream parlor? Um, you know, the, the thing that only the locals were going to know about or the thing that's really, really cool that we might not have heard of. That's the thing that we want to go and find and what we want to go and see because as much as people keep telling me about this lovely cathedral that's there, I can tell you right now, I ain't making a cathedral the best thing from anywhere. So... You can tell me how great the cathedral is all you like, unless it's made of diamonds and gives me a £10 note as I enter and, you know, this, that, the other. It's It's got to go a long way for a cathedral to be the best thing from anywhere. So yeah, we I want to know what the other I stuff do. is. Exactly. Um, no, I, I, people keep suggesting places to go and have cocktails as well, and you don't drink. And I don't plan on drinking loads of cocktails, <laughs> going from cocktail place to cocktail place, uh, which, I mean, you know, I'll enjoy it, but I can't... What's it can't the Barcelona equivalent of the Glamorgan sausage? What do we need to go and hunt out early on and we're going to risk not having? 
Is it did they eat paella there? Is that what we're looking for? I I read somewhere that Barcelona has its like a noodle version of paella that we're supposed to be having. Um, tapas is a big thing. Where's the best place to go and get tapas? Um, I know there's a there's apparently a place where you can basically walk from bar to bar down a street and get like nibbly bits of tapas for like a euro a piece as you go down this street and basically have your dinner across eight different places that just walking like down this really cool tapas street so that's that's already that the winner fit, that sounds cool yeah that sounds great um obviously we're going to be going to the camp new and having a look around there i did think of maybe getting us a stadium tour but figured we're already going to a football match. If we fit a stadium tour in on the Saturday as well, we're literally going to see nothing else. It's just a football trip. So we're not going to do a stadium tour. We'll get we'll we'll get a feel for the stadium when we're there for the match. Uh, but I want what to go else in the dressing room. That's my plan. I wanted to like be there next to some billionaire footballer. But uh, I don't think they have any billionaire footballers anymore. Barcelona's having financial problems. I forgot it's about all, that. Uh, still, it's all it's all the poor boys there now. I'll go and convince the good the ones to sign for Spurs. Exactly. That's the. That's oh, the you're outnumbered, aren't you now? Don't remind me of that. You'll get kicked <laughs> off. One of us will get kicked off anyway. Episode two is going to have two northerners on it who don't know what a Spurs is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know at RB6K on Twitter. That is our official podcast and best thing from Twitter account. I, mean, I don't I do know what the access... stand for. I do have access to the best thing from one. You could just do that. Does I mean, that it still exists. I mean, yeah, that's not my that's from. not my usual gag, though, is it? I like to just no, send all the admin to you. <laughs> I mean, if you want you to can. tweet at, at best thing from, you can. We've also got a best thing from TikTok that you can follow. The videos themselves, if you have somehow found the podcast before the videos and made it an hour in, and you want to know where you can go and watch this fantastic. BBC Two quality documentary video that Chris has put together for us. It's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Vlogs, or just search for Kevin Chapman, search for Best Thing From Swansea. Any of those things will get you to the video. And I would suggest, based on how much time and effort has gone into this video, you're, we're probably looking at about a month before you see episode two, The Best Thing From Barcelona. Um, if we can get that out within a month from now, I think that'll be quite the ambitious goal to have and hopefully something that we can achieve but i hope you enjoyed the video i hope you've enjoyed this little companion podcast as well we've had loads of fun putting it together and want to make more of them want to make so many that that drone purchase doesn't seem quite so mental and the average cost per video comes down low enough to uh to justify carrying on doing it that's the goal from here i also want to uh visit all the cities so that i can then build the perfect mega city I'm going to knock down Milton Keynes and build over it. That's the plan. Sounds like a very good plan. So let us know as well on the Twitter where you would like us to go after Barcelona for episode three. We've got some ideas in mind, but if there's a particular reason why we need to finish, visit a particular place at a particular time, just let us know. But for now, we will say, Toodle Pip, if you want more podcasting goodness from us, me and Sheepdog, do a weekly podcast called The Mature Gamer Podcast. You can find us, find more of that stuff there. Or of course, you can find me anywhere on the internet by searching for Lelujo. And you can find me by searching for either Sheepdog Says or at RB6K. Is there anywhere for people to find you, Christopher, or do you just live in a little box in back of my garden? I live in the editor's cave at the minute. Um, it's, uh, I've got my Twitter was. It's at its editor Chris, that's the one. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> yep, fantastic. What, what a <laughs> professional right there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very professional, yes. And we'll see you in about a month, boys and girls. Toodle pip. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.